Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and we're going to hit on another worship leading niche, kids worship leading. I'm joined here with Clint Benish and Ava Andrews, and we've led together lots of kids' music, especially during the annual Light Kids Conference season where we gather with hundreds of grade school kids who sing their hearts out. And so for those of you who lead worship on a regular basis but don't often lead for kids, you're missing out on an important segment and opportunity in God's kingdom. And uh, if at all possible, you need to find a way to every once in a while lead worship in a kid's ministry setting. And I think there's a reason that God talks so much about kids being such a big part of the kingdom. And, um, and I believe they teach uh, the church something about worship even now. So before we jump in here with you guys, um, here's, here's four things that I think kids help us learn about worship. When you're leading in a kid's worship setting, it's natural and they are humble about it because they're not concerned about what people are thinking mm-hmm. and it's not self-absorbed. They're not, you know, wondering what people think of them mm-hmm. and it's very energetic. So not only do we want to live in a childlike faith, we want to experience this as we lead worship for kids. And so we're just going to have some uh, informal thoughts here and discussion about um, our experience in leading kids' worship ministry. And um, and most of that's been specialized ministry. It's not like weekly in terms of the church, but it's mm-hmm. it's a, a good start for talking about it. And before we do that, um, in case you're just joining us, we um, are putting together podcasts on the Worship Leader Podcast, tool, Worship Leader Toolbox Podcast to help um, worship ministries around the globe be more effective and uh, different people on the podcast at different times. But um, if we could, let's just take a minute to introduce ourselves. My name is Clint Benish and I'm from uh, here, Troy, Illinois area. Um, And I'm a ministry leader at the church here in Troy. And I help out with student ministry, young adults, uh, worship team. And then um, also when we're not in this quarantine time, uh, we, I also uh, preach at a little country church in a town just over. Yep. Connected to our church here. Yeah. So. Well, technically is our church also. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been kind of new though. So we never know how to describe it yet. Yeah. It, it's new. And also we're in quarantine. So like nothing is happening. So it's yeah. weird. But all right. Well, I'm Ava Andrews and I'm from Edwardsville, Illinois. I go to SIUE studying dance performance and meteorology and I lead worship here and I work at a restaurant. That's, that's me. Sounds good. And my name is Tim Price, and I um, serve with Harvest Ministry Team, and I'm on staff at Troy United Methodist Church here in Southern Illinois. And so um, it's fun to sit in the socially distanced podcast uh, headquarters, and glad you guys are here (laughs) as well. So this has been fun. So this discussion on kids worship leading. So what are the differences in leading with kids, I guess, versus regular leading and regular ministry with adults? I think we talked about this a little bit a couple episodes back, the stage presence um, oh, yeah. podcast. Um, I think the difference with me is like, I definitely feel more energetic and I, more jumpy aroundy, if that's, that's a word, right? Uh, when I, <laughs> when I'm leading worship with kids, cause they're just so fun and they, they look at you and they're like, yeah, let's go, let's jump and wave our hands around and yeah, and we don't know the song, but we're going to scream it anyway. <laughs> and it's just really fun. I don't know. But then, like, you go to 
uh, regular worshiping, not that it's not fun, but they're like, yeah, it's Sunday morning and we just woke up half an hour ago. <laughs> so, um, so you're saying there's, there's a lot for the worship team based on how the congregation is responding. Yeah. You have to them. present yourself differently with adults. Yeah. I don't know if they, I guess they expect more from us, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's part of it. Yeah. So what are your, what are your, what's your take, Clint? Difference between leading worship with kids. Yeah. Four kids. Well, well first off, I want to kind of piggyback off of what Ava was just saying there, because you're like the most energetic worship person that I really know, like Sunday mornings. So, um, so I think you're still like super energized on Sunday mornings, yeah, you I know? Try. Um, and I think that like really shines through in a memory I have that's not too long ago. And I don't even think I was here. I think I was home watching the service is our pastor Andy was praying Mm -hmm. and the worship team came up and uh, was getting ready to do the last song or two. And then in the background, here's Ava dancing around in the background. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is so amazing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, she was barely on the camera. Yeah. It's it's just my legs. You saw her legs just kind of dancing across. And if you know who was up there, it's like, that's Ava. It's, you know, (laughs) but anyway, (laughs) but the difference with leading with kids is um, I don't think like, um, it's weird because I don't think it's like a lower expectation or a lower lowered standard. I think there's like just this like I don't know if you said this earlier, Tim, but like the childlike freedom. You know, I don't remember if you said that, but you just kind of be free and uh, you just engage with them, and they, there's there's a lot more giving and receiving, and I think that's uh, the main difference because. Um, they're like not thinking about, oh, what's the person I'm sitting next to in the pew is worse. You know, what are they thinking about? If I'm, ooh, am I allowed to raise my hands here? Should I not? Can I clap here? You know, I mean, there's like certain people in our congregation who are like all in all the time. And I want like a hundred of those. Uh, but I also like the person who's just like standing there and just like worship. You can see that they're worshiping by their, you know, presence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one huge thing is like and, kids and, are all in and, and they're physically in. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. They, you don't have to tell kids stand up on this song. Like they stand automatically. Yeah. And on the flip side, as soon as the song's done, they sit down. Yes. <laughs> and then you start the next song, stand back up. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, those are good experiences. Um, what does harvest do differently? So when we're leading in special events and weekend things, what do we do differently between student ministry? Maybe we already said this, but student ministry and other conferences with leaders or pastors and these kids events that we're a part of. So I know the song choices are different. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's usually not hand motions to songs when you're leading at a pastor's conference. And um, I think we should totally do that. Um, yeah, I would. Well, people do stuff with their hands, but I don't think we say learn these motions. We want to invite you to share the kids' living room worship videos with your kids' ministry leaders at your church. These acoustic, interactive worship sets are available at harvestministryteams.com. The most recent one is Kids Worship Number 8, and on this video we sang Brave, You Rescued Me, Pharaoh Pharaoh, and a couple others. These 13-minute videos can be shared with your church families and kids' ministry. It's a great way to keep engaging kids in worship. I know that this past year, you know, we kind of implemented a a puppet team, you know, and I don't really know student ministry or like pastor's conferences where we'd actually do 
like puppet ministry, puppet ministry, like of a skit retelling the lesson that we're learning and stuff like that. So that's definitely one thing, which I don't even know if that's like really worship. That's just kind of like a ministry thing that we'd implemented. Yeah, it was like kids ministry in general. Yeah. But it goes to worship ministry that our job is to help them mm-hmm. connect with God yeah. and to experience that. And instead of just telling them, hey, you need to connect on a level that's good for you, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. use whatever resources you have available to help them connect with God mm-hmm. and just learn that as they go through life. I don't know if this is a big difference with other people. Um, I guess I don't really have much experience outside of Harvest because I grew up with Harvest and I'm in Harvest and it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, um, I just noticed that like we have a lot, we do a lot of um, transitional things when we're wanting to have Harvest conferences, especially with kids conferences. We have a lot of like games and then we do a lot of like our own songs or your songs. I don't know. And I think that's cool. I remember my first kids conference that I was a part of. Um, we, I was up there standing, I was playing guitar and then all of a sudden Tim like, is like, Hey, we're going to do this song. Um, come up here in a few seconds and just, just jump off your guitar and, you know, do these motions. And it was like, um, I don't even know, but it was, I just remember like the brush, brush, brush song, oh, whatever the that's butterfly song. the what yeah. the butterfly, song. the butterfly song. Um, and there's like these like walking around motions and all of a sudden I'm and like at this time, I'm just like so uncomfortable because I'm not like a upfront person like doing that kind of stuff. Um, but all of a sudden I was thrusted into it and like I felt so uncomfortable, but also like it was fun. Um, but I felt uncomfortable because I like if you've ever seen people at like weddings doing the electric slide, you know, the guy who's doing it for the first time, right? You can see them like, he doesn't know the steps. That was me up there with the steps. And it was so awkward because I'm like looking over my shoulder when I'm all of a sudden in front trying to like lead or whatever. But, um, I think it's just kind of like go with the flow, be free and just like, just kind of have silly fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a weird little line that, you can almost just go up there and do anything. And we've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not that you want to do that. And we do plan. And sometimes people say, people, most often when Harvest is in front of kids, our worship team pulls together and we get in front of a group of 100, 200 kids. Mm-hmm. They respond to everything. I mean, it's like yeah. the, the Lord mm-hmm. has sort of opened this door to where almost every single song we show them, they're singing it within minutes mm-hmm. and they're singing it loudly. And almost every little goofy thing we do to introduce a song or, I mean, Last year we did, and this isn't really worship related, but it's relational ministry related. And we did baseball cards for mm-hmm. the whole worship team. And um, everybody had their own card with a little bio on the back, favorite scripture, favorite ice cream, all that stuff. And we were signing cards all day long to these kids mm-hmm. who were just so glad to like know us. And so um, from it's just it's just interesting the, the kind of connection that can be had whenever, one, you're, you're focused on that. So sometimes people have come and said, uh, how do you guys do that? And it's not like you, um, in special worship ministry with kids, it's not like you put together every bit of the production or every piece of the puzzle, but it's more like we've been practicing that for years mm-hmm. and we just have all these little arrows in the quiver and we pull them out when we're in front of kids. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there is a difference when we're at high school conferences, uh, there's certain times and places where all of a sudden a motion song will appear 
largely because Harvest has done music at events for 25 years, and so you'll have a senior in high school there like being nostalgic, wanting to sing Pharaoh, Pharaoh, because it brings back memories of fourth grade. <laughs> and it's every once in a while we'll do that, just yeah. because it, it helps. And so um, I, don't think, I don't think we're ever beneath doing a song, mm-hmm. like if it's going to help a group sort of connect. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what about motions as we continue on here? We know they work, but why do you think motions work? Well, I mean, they definitely help you remember the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, talk about Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Like, that's just a fun song to do. Of course, if you're talking to a dancer, I do motions all the time, I guess, in yeah. a sense. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just, I always loved doing motions when I was little. The The butterfly dance was like my favorite thing in at Bible camp. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just loved it. But... Yep, and it seems like you get into a herd mentality a little bit where mm-hmm. if everybody's doing motions, you can't not do them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so most kids will just do them even if they're not. I was never a motion kid, mm-hmm. so I kind of feel bad sometimes. Yeah. I'm just making kids do motions every day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I think with the motions, you kind of said it right there, is that it pulls everybody into worship. Uh-huh. You know, um, I... I would like, I mean, just by my story about doing the butterfly song, like I was never like really like emotions kind of a guy, you know, like if I was into a song, you know, I'm okay with raising my hands. But like when it comes, came to motions, I was always the kid who was like kind of sitting off to the side and like all of a sudden now I have to do these motions. And like at first I'd be like, oh, come on, Harvest. And so thinking back when I was a kid, you know, um, and I do these motions, but then all of a sudden, like after the first song, like I'm in it, I'm having fun. And now I'm connected to like what the group is doing. And I'm like focused in on the song. So even though like some of them are like silly little motions, um, it, it helps pull everybody into worship together, unified. And really as worship leaders, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So like, you know, and it's meeting them where they're at, like yeah. taking kids where they're at and helping them move forward. Yeah. And so me and Clint, we're usually playing guitar, so we don't very often get to do many motions unless it's a mm-hmm. a song without guitars. Like he's my rock and that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And, uh, but Ava is a great at motions. And another person that's also, um, legendary at motions is Emily Lynn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so she has, she knows them all. She's done them all. And so we're going to see if we can get Emily to chime in here a little bit and have her share. About. Are you calling her? I'm going to call her, yeah. <laughs> Does she know this? No. <laughs> oh, this is oh awesome. <laughs> Emily, glad to get a hold of you. We're so um, glad to bring you into the little conversation here about kids' songs and leading worship for kids and specifically motions. And as me, Clint, and Ava were around the table, we started thinking that you are also one of the queens of song motions for kids. And um, so real quick, just tell us, uh, everybody who's listening, who you are and what you do in life. My name is Emily Lynn, and I am a kindergarten teacher at Evansville Christian School in Evansville, Indiana. And I have been involved with singing and leading worship with Harvest. My first summer was 2013. And then I've just kind of helped out for the last seven-ish years with it. So I'm excited to get to talk about leading kids in worship. And so you've done, um, yeah, it's been great to, to do that. And we've been in a million different settings, yes. like hours and hours and hours. I wish we would have logged it. It would be an amazing story. But it would be, yes. literally thousands of kids and hours and hours upon hours of leading music for kids mm-hmm. and, yes. and adults. So 
So I think the first summer of harvest, I signed your book in your house 34 times. <laughs> yeah, in our house, we have, we have a guest book. Yes. 34 times. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, um, a lot of times do songs with motion so that we can engage kids and harvest is an interesting, unique thing because we have so many different, um, age ranges, but specifically on kids today, what is just your initial words about leading motions? What does it do? How does it help? What do you think about when you're getting kids to be active in worship like that? As a kindergarten teacher, one of the big things that I am always looking for is how to engage students. And I have learned through teaching when you can put a motion or like a kinesthetic movement with whatever you're teaching, it really um, helps them to stay focused and also to help them take to heart what you're learning. And I think the same goes for worship. When you can engage kids and invite them into motions when they're doing worship, um, it helps them to uh, piece together and take to heart the words that they're singing and it also then when they are outside of a church setting or a camp setting they can kind of recall if they start doing those motions then the words come back to them and that's just another way for them to just um hide god's word in their heart and pull it out um throughout their life yeah that's good you answered all my questions (laughs) (laughs) what do you think kids it always seems like kids follow you no matter what what do you think the connection is? Um, I think I think probably some of my education classes have helped with that. I think because I truly enjoy doing it, and I think when kids know that whoever is leading them in worship, whenever that they are actively engaged in it, and when they're um, bringing forth that like positive attitude, I think that helps kids to connect as well. And I think it just helps them to know that I'm up there having just as much fun as they are leading them. So where do you, what, all these motions to songs, some are passed down, but some we just made up and you make them up sometimes as we're there. Yes, that is true. <laughs> That's the same thing I do in my classroom. I just kind of think of um, with the words and I just make them up. Like if something's a heart, we just make a little heart at, um, with our hands at our hearts. And I just kind of make it up as I go, just anything to keep their hands moving and keep them having fun and engaging in worship. So you think there's an age when motions go away? I think that middle schoolers, it's kind of a hit or a miss if they want to do um, motions with you. But again, I think it comes, they kind of reflect the same attitude that the person leading them is doing. And I think if I seem into it and I'm excited about it, I feel like they engage more. And then I think in high school, it kind of ramps back up and they kind of like the nostalgic feeling of all the kids' camp worship songs. And I think high schoolers are really into it again. Yep, that's probably true too. All right, well, that's great. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here with us and uh, we'll we'll get back to our little round table here with Clint and Ava and Emily Lynn from Evansville, Indiana. All right. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Let me just take a few moments to share how we distribute all of our online music on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, and Apple. It's all in TuneCore.com. Upload your songs, pay one flat rate, and they do all the work. It's awesome. Get 50% off your first upload at worshipleadertoolbox.com slash
TuneCore. That's worshipleadertoolbox.com slash TuneCore. All right, so here's one last little thought here as we wind down this podcast. Um, we see a, a different level of joy from the congregation when kids get up in front to lead or sing. So we can, you know, they, they respond to the worship band too, and I don't want us to ever sound like we're begrudging our congregation. Uh, every worship leader wants to encourage our congregation to do more and sing more and be louder and be more alive, and that's part of our job, so that's that's uh, great. And so to all the Troy UMC people that might be listening, keep up the good work, mm-hmm. keep growing in that. But when a kid's choir shows up on stage, the cameras come out, everybody's sitting up taller, the parents stand up in the back, everybody smiles. A kid's choir messes up and there's even more smiles. I mean, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. kids do. If they're up there leading worship, everybody's happy about it. Well, so, I think we're, I guess we can just be a little nervous about how our adult congregation is going to feel if we start jumping around and or like you know i mean i'm sure they'd be fine with like maybe once in a while doing like happy day motions like i'm sure they'd like find joy in that even though it is nine o'clock in the morning but i think if we tried to do it all the time they'd be like what are we doing yeah (laughs) i don't know but yeah what are you gonna say? Yeah, I um, so coming from like a youth ministry background and doing like that kind of stuff with Harvest and Tim, um, you know, there's a great book called Growing Young, and really it's about like re-implementing like students and children back into you know quote unquote big church. And um, I, I think that's just a, a terrible thing is like when we divide our churches, because um, I think we're seeing the fruits of that now is like, you know, it's it's sometimes it could be awkward, you know, whenever you like having this conversation, you know, why can't we do some of these, you know, quote unquote kids songs in big church? You know what I mean? Um, we should want to be able to one, have kids and students in church so that way they grow up knowing how to worship. Uh, but also, you know, I'm 35, I'll be 36 here, which is crazy to say out loud in a couple months. <clears throat> but like the church isn't this, it's not about, I mean, it's, it's, it's not about me anymore. You know, like I'm even thinking about like the next generation and like, how can we serve those who are, um, just in age young, not like just their spiritual walk. Cause we do that. We do spiritual walk through like journey groups and stuff like that. But how can we um, reach the next generation for the kingdom, you know? Um, and doing things like, you know, I remember a few, I, I real when you're talking about like people standing up and smiling big when their kids up there. Um, I had my first experience of that. Um, my son is four and I was up there, um, leading worship, playing guitar, um, electric guitar, not singing. Uh, but then the kids choir came up and I was like standing behind them all and Barrett's up there and he's like doing, um, our God is an awesome God and doing the hand motions and stuff like that. And I was just like up there grinning ear to ear and Barrett knew I was up there and he kind of like just turned around and like looked at me, smiled and gave me the thumbs up and I gave him a thumbs up and it was just like a weird connecting thing. Um, but then when we got home, it even like became even better because he'd be like sitting there playing with his action figures and he'd just be like, our God is an awesome God. He'd just be like singing it. Or this past Sunday we did Waymaker and he was playing with his Legos and he would just be singing, um, 
that is who you are. He was just singing that little bridge part over and over and over and stuff like that. So um, that's like sharing like how to worship uh, with the next generation. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff you just said there. Half of my pictures of my kids in in kids choir is from the back because I'm always up there standing there waiting for you know the, yeah. the next thing to come up. But and I also you know I think it is true our congregation has done happy day motions you know now and then just because why not the students are up there leading or something like that. I mean like there's mm-hmm. been times when that's fit, but um, there's I mean there's a theological side to it. You know about three or four months ago we sang fruit fruit fruity which is a kid song we wrote because we were talking about the fruit of the spirit that day. Oh man, I wasn't here. Somebody requested it and we did it and it was a little goofy, but it was fine. But, um, some of this is the depth of theology and how that all plays out. But also some of what you were describing is the kids experiencing worship Mm -hmm. and helping them feel a part of it, but also experiencing, you know, big church or whatever we want to describe it as. Yeah. And just a continual prayer that adults in our midst and us as well, will have a childlike worshiping heart and a mm-hmm. faith to not be self-absorbed and to not be looking to what others are thinking, mm-hmm. just to live that out. Yeah, I was shocked uh, just yesterday because um, we have a lot of old CDs that we rarely, they're all in tubs, but Macy has basically, so she's 10, and has basically fallen in love with Stephen Kerr's Chapman music, which is my era, and and other people, I mean, he's been around forever, so a lot of people like him, I'm sure, but... Um, one of his older songs is called For the Sake of the Call. And this is a pretty long time ago, like late 90s. And so she listens to all these CDs. And so the For the Sake of the Call tune comes on. It's We Will Abandon It All for the Sake of the Call. No matter the reason, it just keeps on going. Well, she's sitting there whistling that song. And it was just it blew my mind that she knew this, this song. So she whistled through the first phase. And then I joined her on the second phase doing harmony. And then she like was wiping off the table and she just looks over at me and she was like shell shocked because she had no idea that I would know this song. I'm like, <laughs> I listened to that song all through college. <laughs> I mean, that, that was an awesome message to just know. So, you know, kids can connect to songs that aren't kids songs too. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting how that all plays together. Some of our resources, um, songs that we know work really well. If you're interested in this, if you're a worship leader at a church, you could share this with your children's ministry, or if you get pulled into doing the the summer kids camp next year when we can have camps again, or VBS, or anything like that. Um, this is a this is one tool you can use, and um, we'll put this on the blog post as well. But we have um, Harvest fun songs, Harvest kids worship songs. We have little video segments of living room worship, kids worship videos that are just acoustic 13 to 15 minute videos that you can download. And we also have a handful of our songs that we have created. Um, you can download the chords and the videos and the tutorials and you can just use those in, in your ministry. So each of those is a, is a tool that we invite you to check out and it'll be on the the show notes and in the blog post link as well. And, um, thank you guys for being a part of this thinking about kids worship ministry any other thoughts you have as we wind down i think that's great yeah ditto thanks again for listening to the worship leader toolbox podcast we'd love to have your partnership with us on this new podcast adventure by subscribing and also by giving us a five-star rating we invite you to share this page 
um, of the podcast with others in your church and especially your worship team. Be sure to connect with us in our blog at worshipleadertoolbox.com and with the Facebook page, facebook.com slash worshipleadertoolbox. 